0: Welcome to The Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of The Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Stephen Mitchley on the line. Stephen, how are you?
1: Yeah, oh, very well. Thanks for yourself, Michael. How are you keeping?
0: I am. I am keeping well. Great to have you on the show. Interesting story and work that you do. So, I want to share with the audience a little bit about yourself and, and the work you do, and we'll dive right in.
1: Sure. Um, I labelled myself a reformed engineer. I, I Studied as a mechanical engineer. Worked in you know, gold mines for for a while, and decided being super specialised in refrigeration wasn't my shtick, and I stumbled across this organization that had a purpose of making people healthier. Um, this is back 20 year, 21 years ago. And um, I don't know, I never left them. <laughs> I got out of engineering, I've, I've been fixing things. That's my, my nature. And at the moment, I'm, I'm focused on design for the group as well as um, partnerships with folk um, with, that partner with the Vitality Group. So, really, really um, in the product development world, and um, that's with a keen focus on member experience and honestly that what keeps me going coming to work every single day is the idea that I could have a good day, bad day, but at least I've I've tried to make people healthier and um, that's that's pretty much what I'm about. Well
0: we know with this pandemic that we've been facing that health has taken a front seat uh, on many adventures, not just as individuals to make sure that we maintain our health as best we can to help uh, reduce the risk of contracting Mm COVID-19. But from workplaces and organizations, there's a renewed focus on wellness and health and not just okay make sure you you know take care of yourself but they're they're digging deeper and they're they're looking and they're asking more questions and not just okay you you've got this many of days that you can take off to go see a doctor or sick days or this you know the people are starting to inquire more about you know a more holistic approach to to health and wellness and and i'm guessing that you know some of the programs you're working on in order for people to get you know more productivity uh, you know out of work and things like that that's definitely an area of focus
1: yeah absolutely um, and it's genesis the, the company i work for vitality um was a an incentive-based wellness program um so designed for a health plan um with the idea that if you focus on the, the demand side rather than the supply side, so focus on the member first rather than the doctors, you can really bend the risk curve by getting people engaged in their health. Um, you know, we talk about health engagement, what does that mean? We ran a, a little health plan here in the US, but um, I had to, I had to um, shut that down. And we took that by asset and turned that towards self insured corporates, and offer them that ability—the ability to engage with people, um, have a dialogue about their health, get better outcomes for them, um, get them more physically active, um, you know, lower lower their waistline, etc. And we've seen profound impacts on on both productivity, um, just in general engagement rates, obviously the uh, the cost of health um, insurance, and um, those same tenants have been very true for for COVID. You know, we, we speak about. It's really decimated big sections of the world. I mean India's going through all sorts of pain at the moment. it's, it's just terrible. And a lot of companies um, locked out of being able to go to work with mean, this is my makeshift office. It's been makeshift for for a year and a half as I'm sure most of your um, your listeners have, have experienced and um, what we've seen with the, with the Vitality program is when people do engage, um, they have a lower risk of hospitalization. so intuitively we know that patient complexity, age affects whether you're going to be affected. But interesting that if you engage in your health, not that you're healthy, but if you engage in your health, your risk is dramatically lower. So engaging in your health um, increases your resilience. And that's an important message for, for corporate America, that investing in these health and wellness programs, investing in, in a healthier workforce, it's got a massive spin-off effect for the, for the business. And uh, yeah, very, very pertinent today with, um, with COVID. You can imagine if you could get more people active, get more people thinking about themselves and um, you know, making time for themselves, making, making time for, for things uh, around, around their stresses, um, well being, being mindful. If you knew that that would not only affect your productivity, which is great, but also prevent them from, or have a good effi- good um, chance of preventing them from being hospitalized with COVID, it's a win-win for everyone. And that's really what what um, we focus our attention on. It's, it's a concept called shared value. Um, so it, either in our insurers or even for our employer clients, the idea of shared value is you know, that the employer wants you to be healthier, more productive, wants a lower um, bill at the end of the, the day for the medical insurance that they're provided. Oddly enough, I don't think there's any any employee who doesn't want to be healthier, who doesn't want to you know feel more vital. So the the sharing of the value comes in where um, the employer or the insurer provides some of the value that's created by those activities and passes them back to the passes them back to the member. Um, you know, it it really is. I, I have seen a shift in the market where these things were almost a um, a bit of a stick and carrot. We went through a a phase here in the US where outcomes-based was all the rage, trying to shift the cost. And that that was some of the narrative that you heard in the market. But I I genuinely do feel that the feeling, the zeitgeist, there's more around, um, you know, we are in this together. There's a a, a human aspect that's been brought back to the the workplace, which is fantastic. And there is a, a recognition of, yeah, if you want to increase productivity, if you want to get by and thrive within um, this COVID world, we have to take a whole-person approach. Um, so, a lot of my team and I focus on that as um, as part of the the product development agenda.
0: I love that program because health and wellness. If your employees are healthy and well, then that resilience component comes through because right now we and you know this and i think everybody listening knows this resiliency is a pretty important skill set to have right now because we've had to be resilient over this last year and some change you know you know february we're plugging along doing our thing yeah we were are paying attention to this virus that's coming out of the far east and you know showing up in different places And then fast forward to the middle of March where we all got sent home, and here we still are in many cases, and figure out, okay, how do we work remotely? Many organizations, that was not part of their DNA. That was not part of how things worked. And all of a sudden, they had to learn how to, one, allow everybody to work. How do we you know, get everything in. How do we keep track of their time? What do they work on? How do they have access to everything they need to work on? And, and so we threw literally. It's like taking everybody. It's like okay, you're going to work for the same company, but your job and how you do it's going to completely change. Mm. And but you're going to keep your your job title. You're still going to do the same job, but how you do it is going to be completely different. And you, know, you throw that to anybody, they're going to go what? And and that's exactly what everyone was thrown into taking care of the whole approach of an employee, making sure that they're mentally and physically well and have everything that they can do to do their job well, but also, as you said, make sure they're doing things in life that they enjoy doing as well, not just all work. you know? Yeah. And that's such a big, big, that is such a big deal. And I know with the pandemic, that has been difficult because there's a lot of things that we haven't been able to do, but there's still a ton of things that we can do. And in and I'm sure you know that's you know in, from what I understand you know that's a big component of, of the program it's like okay it's it's everything it, you know an employee is not just a employee at work they're also an employee at home I mean literally now but they're there are also other things as well. They're a human being and they have different needs and challenges and and things that motivate them and excite them and some things that debilitate them a little bit and figuring that out for each employee to make sure that they are all able to work and live in you know the best space that they can work makes such a huge difference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, yeah, having to adjust if you're a benefit provider within the space, having to adjust from well, you've been supporting employees with um, gym rebate programs. Gee, that's not going to help there's no gyms. Um, yeah, how do you help them still be be active, still um, balance out, having to do the work, be at home, kids are home, kids are homeschooling? You know, um, we did we did some research in, in the UK and one in four members, um, I you know, really admit, uh, members and employees, that really admit that their eating has gone pear-shaped, their stress has gone pear-shaped, that one in three are are sleeping worse than they ever have. So these these concerns, these um, these, uh, these stresses, they are very real. Yes, you might be able to show up and physically have the platform to do your work, but if, you, if you're not fe- feeling secure, if you're not going through um, making sure that you've got that social connectivity that you're used to, so we no longer get to see people just by the by. we're almost forced into meetings, Every meeting has an agenda and it's you're on, it's game time every single time. We're not talking about these things, we're helping people with the toolkits to be able to um, not just not just survive in, in COVID, but thrive and understand you know that we're all we're all worried about the impact this is having on our families, on our, our livelihoods, on the company. Um and then to, um, making sure that you know you do have the time to exercise, to burn off that adrenaline, that you um, you are doing small things like Finding gratitude, right, right in what you're doing or things around you, and this—I mean, there's, you know—I um, think you're. I'm preaching the converted here, but um, to prevent burnout, it's not just, you know, uh, getting the the work hours and the, the work-life balance right. It's a lot broader than that. You know, I, I think we've we've been fairly thoughtful about how to frame up a lot of these um, these support tools during this this crisis for our, both the employers as well as the, the employees. Um, in a way that isn't, isn't condescending. It's not, you know, this is behavior change 101, or we want to create healthy habits. These are really practical issues that people are dealing with. And, you know, having a bit discussion around it off, often will, will open your eyes to approaching work life slightly differently, you know, getting, finding a bit more balance. Certainly, if, you know, using the, 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 the reduction in, in um, commute. As an opportunity to connect deeper with your with your family, and uh, I, I think I'm tremendously proud of the ES corporate team in terms of um, just the deepening of relationship that they've had with the employees that they that they serve. It's um, I, I do have a sense that there has been a bit of a pendulum swing. As I said, I, I think I think um, it, it it really is not no longer just does uh, a healthy employee lead to better productivity i mean it's, it's intrinsically true we all know this and um, no longer getting the questions of oh, is there scientific evidence well i mean the good news is there is there's decades of scientific evidence there's, um studies by rand there's studies by um you yeah. uh, know award winners which demonstrates this but this is more fundamental i think it's about shifting the conversation at work focusing on the whole person and um, getting getting people into a space where what what they're doing matters to them. That's, that they're invigorated around it. That and they're enjoying what they do. I think that these are these are critical issues.
0: They are, and the enjoying what you do at work, and having the creativity and the time to be creative in, in play. Uh, mm-hmm. We, but prior to the pandemic, there were so few organizations that allowed that to happen. You know, they overloaded everybody with all kinds of different tasks, meetings upon meetings and not really getting a whole lot done. And this pandemic has forced what a lot of people call the great reset. This is an opportunity for us to really take stock in what we as an organization, this is you know, me speaking as a leader of an organization, what is working, what isn't, what could we do differently? And seek the input and, and true input from everybody involved. Um, not just, okay, here's an employee survey, fill this out and let us know what you think. Well, no one's gonna fill it out honestly, because they're scared they're you know, if they suggest something that would be off in left field, then maybe hmm, you know, they're not gonna be good for the organization long term. No, you wanna have honest, you know, there's nothing out of bounds on this. Let's let's talk about this because Again, it, it makes organizations healthier when that dynamic exists, and in, in asking people what they need. And you know, if sometimes people don't know what they need, they just know that what they have right now isn't working. And that's when you have those deeper conversations and say, "Okay, well, well, let's look and see what is," and start scaling back and you know, putting things in. It's and. You know, I use this analogy. It's like the junk drawer. We all have those and we have all kinds of different things in there. Uh, but there's a few things that we keep in there that we use a lot. So, you know, let's take everything out of the junk drawer and let's start putting things in that we know serve a purpose and we are using right now and that are essential to us. Put those things in. Everything else. Put off to the side. You don't necessarily need to discard them, but just put it off to the side for a little bit. See how things flow just with those few things, and you'll realize, wow, we were carrying a lot of extra stuff that we really don't need. And and a lot of organizations are doing that in the type of work they do, the meetings, and all that other kind of stuff. So it's again, this is a great opportunity for companies, uh, you know, to to utilize you know the, you know the work that your team does and really get. You know, crystal clear on designing programs that'll improve you know the health and well-being of their teams, which in turn is going to improve the health and well-being of the organization, which in turn is going to improve the the products and services you deliver to your customers, which is going to allow for That's growth and all that. Yeah. It's it's all connected, and, yeah, and it's, everybody thinks that they have to you know do all these big changes. No, you you make a couple adjustments here and there, and watch the ripple effect.
1: Absolutely, and and um, yeah, you know, I, I I see what's happening with in an organizational design context is being very similar to the process you follow for design. I mean, design you don't go, this is my idea. Let me write in a document, throw it across to team, make it look pretty, and then you deliver it because that that's bound to fail. You you come up with. What problem are you trying to solve? And you, you get there by really listening, by researching and listening and listening. To, so you really get down to this is the problem that we've got. Nothing else matches. Just this. This is not uh, – you just need to solve this problem. Then you, you get people from, with really diverse – and this is probably another, another big piece of what's going on at the moment – getting people with diverse views to look at that problem. Because you have your view, and that's—it might be a brilliant view. You might have great experience, but it's your view. The richness, the 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 broader tapestry that gets um, introduced when people of different backgrounds, different, um, even in in design, people from across the value chain give their input—you come up with such a great product, which then obviously tests before you actually take it to market. But Everyone is in aligned with what you're trying to get. To, you know, I think I love your I love your analogy of the junk drawer. You know, there's a lot of stuff that is out there, but sometimes you need to just put some of that stuff aside and focus on what matters and agree on what matters. Um, you know, I, I, I catch myself um, just calling people during the day and seeing how they're doing. Um, I, I, I found I was getting into a rut, and I'd encourage um, everyone to try this out. I found that because because we're going from meeting to meeting to meeting, where it's in normal setting, you'd have a meeting, you'd walk to your desk, you'd meet with someone, chat to them a bit, go back to your desk. There was these little breaks of, of little, little touch points with people because that's missing. Everything's just stacking up. And as I said, it was on, 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 on. So things are a little, things started feeling for me, that was about six months ago, it started feeling quite, um, I don't know what the word is—a like tailorist. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you're you're just on the treadmill, and I thought, well, if I'm feeling like that, and I'm I'm leading this piece of the organisation, can you imagine how everyone else is just showing up to work. You know, it's it, you're just going from one, I'm pushing out, pushing out, pushing out. And um, what triggered that was uh, one of the founders of the business gave me a call out of the blue, and I thought oh, I was in trouble. I thought, <laughs> is he worried about the this project that I'm on? And he just wanted to check that I was okay. Nothing else. And I, I thought, yeah, that's that's leadership from the front. And I've, I've adopted that as a as I have my team has as well. We have we have get-togethers where there's not a bit of work that's discussed. It's trying to restore that sense of we belong. We're you know we have these deep deep relationships. We're there for each other. We we're trying to find out what's going out on outside of work because um, as I say, it's the natural natural um, tendencies. I'm now on my computer, and on my computer, I can only work, whereas you know, these sort of interactions um, at work are actually quite normal. They just used to happen at the water cooler or, or, at, or at the desk. Uh, now, I'm, g- I'm going to use that, if you don't mind. Uh, I like that junk tool. It's great.
0: <laughs> By all means. I mean, use it and, and share it because uh, I find... It helps. I mean, it even goes back to when I was a little kid. My aunts and uncles loved me. I think I was their favorite nephew because, whenever I'd come over to visit my cousins, my most of my cousins weren't exactly tidy with their bedrooms, and a lot of kids aren't. I was. I was just, you know, like you can see behind me. I've, you know, I've got CDO, which is OCD, but the letters are in proper alphabetical order. I've been organized pretty much my whole life, you know. So. I'd go to my cousin's place and want to play with the toys that they have and can't find them because they're just buried under all kinds of other stuff. So literally, for the first you know 20 minutes or so, I'm literally picking up and putting things away and getting things sorted, find all the toys that I want to play with, and then we'd start playing. Everything would be good. My aunts and uncles were absolutely loving it. they you know call my parents and say, hey, when are you coming to visit? You know Because my cousins <laughs> wouldn't bother doing it. And of course, I probably conditioned them. It's like, wait a minute, why should I clean it? Mike's going to come over and clean it for me. But it's the same thing. It's like you have this junk drawer and you're trying to find that one wrench or you knew there's that one screw that you saved um, that is going to fit in this one thing you need to fix and you're like trying to find it and you're finding everything else under the sun, you know, bread ties and, you know, everything else. Finally, you find it and eventually it's like, okay, I just need to just empty this thing and see what I have and, and tidy it back up. And when you do it, it's like, it's just, I don't know, there's... You're like, okay, I know where everything is now, and I know what I need to have and from a business standpoint, a lot of times, like I said before, you know we're, we're lugging around this junk drawer of ideas and plans and everything else that worked on this one project but not on this one instead of going, okay, what do we need for this? Start off really simple, grab one thing at a time, and then you're like ready to go and you can always go and grab something else if you need to add it, but uh, if everybody just brings that entire junk drawer on every job, well, it's just going to make the job last longer. You're going to take more time because you're not going
1: to be able to find everything you need.
0: No, yeah. feel, for, feel free to use it. No worries at yeah. all.
1: I, I think um, part, of, part of what um, we, we also try and do is take a whole bunch of different things which seem to be unrelated, so a whole lot of pieces of junk, and you say, well, what could we create with that? So instead of focusing on each of those little items, there's generally a pattern there. And that's, that comes down to the, the, the inclusion side. I mean, if you if you do converse more broadly, we have people bringing up their ideas, what's, what's working for them, what's not working for them. You can generally spot trends um, and, and patterns that actually come out to be something that is meaningful, like really meaningful. It's not just the ones and twos, It's it's something incredibly powerful. Um, yeah, on our on our US website, um, com, there's a whole whack of resources there for employers um, and for employees. It's out in the public domain, Um I you know, encourage people to have a look at it. And some of them that I really really like are there's a, a bingo game um, of things to do during the week um, just to mix it up, and you try and get everything done, and yeah, you can you can score the bingo board. So some some of the stuff that, the stuff that um, uh, I think we're focused on it. It's not just a hardcore design with you know, a system that supports that, um, listening to the customer. It's, it's also just getting really practical around what tools do we need as as businesses, what's worked for us, putting that out there, getting feedback from our customers, modifying it, and creating a bit of a war chest for everyone to to try and tackle what what is going on around them. Um, but I, I'm definitely going to keep that junk door. I, I love it.
0: That's awesome, and and I'm definitely gonna go grab that bingo sheet. That sounds like a great idea. I love it. <laughs> so, Stephen, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you're doing?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, uh the website is um, thevitalitygroup.com. Um, and there's a, a COVID section there. There's also a learning section, so you can look at some of the papers that that have been published. There's obviously more about the um, the company, how we support, um, self-funded. Um, you know, corporations. Um, we really try and try to make it simpler for for the employer to navigate what is quite a complex world. I mean, how do you get the individual, the actual individual, to have the right resources for them, and address it across the entire population? And that's that's what our passion is about. But um, definitely, have a look at the 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 COVID work um, that's that's going on there. Um, I'm sure any any company would. We find a lot of useful articles, useful tools. That um, and there's even a return to work section. How you thoughtfully return to work. And it's not just oh, you know, here's the policies. It's it's a lot deeper than that. So I encourage people to to have a look there.
0: I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So, Stephen, thank you again for the work that you do. Um, the world needs more people like you and your organization uh, to make everybody healthier and happier. So, thank you so much again for being on the show. Awesome, Michael. Great chatting to you. Likewise.